Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. As usual, the Lakers are the team to watch at the deadline. Has Duke UNC lost its luster? And the Chiefs can do this one thing to officially become a dynasty. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. The LA Lakers get a thrilling 112-111 win in Indiana against the Pacers. Anthony Davis with the go-ahead bucket and the game-saving block 31-14 for him. And the Lakers now 25 and 28 as we approach the deadline. Where do they stand? Well, Andy Kamenetsky from Locked On Lakers is going to try and help us answer that question. Let's start with where they stand before we talk about where they could get to and what they might need to get there, Andy. With the addition of Rui Hachimura, who on some nights looks nice and some nights doesn't, which if you watch the Wizards is who he is as a player. Um, But we got Anthony Davis back in the mix here too. So where do you see them in the West hierarchy right now? Well, I mean, first of all, I need to see evidence that they're actually going to all stay healthy and on the court. And they still have not gotten Austin Reeves back. And he actually is a very big part of this team when they're at their best. He got reevaluated today, Thursday, and there is a chance he may play Saturday in New Orleans, but he really is a pretty notable piece to the puzzle, particularly in closing lineups. But you know, having LeBron, having AD, having Hachimura just as another option with size, not making them as backcourt dependent as they have been, as undersized as they've often been, with the West being as bunched up as it is, they're nowhere close to front runner status or even you want to bet on them to get through a series, but they have an opportunity right now. The Western Conference has cooperated remarkably considering this this team has been under 500 the entire year. And they're still not just within play in distance, they're within make the playoffs without a play in distance. So it is interesting that we we would talk trades on a night where they play the Pacers because the Buddy Heald, Miles Turner trade package has been like the, the thing that everyone has wanted to talk about for the last six months. Miles Turner gets extended. He could still be traded before the deadline. Seems unlikely, though, at this point. That means if you're the Lakers, I've heard things like Fred Van Vliet, that name being out there and, and some of the opportunities that that could afford them. Do any of these rumored trades that you're hearing make you go oh that's that could actually make them really interesting in the west yeah i mean fred van vliet who's going to be connected to a lot of different teams i think could be helpful for the lakers obviously moving forward gary trent jr i've heard that name attached you know obviously boyan bogdanovich is the rumor that never dies (laughs) i i feel like for the lakers the the thing they should be looking to do regardless of the direction that they go in in terms of specific players is they should be trying to build next year's team now which I don't mean toss this season. I think they should be looking to try to get useful guys for this season, but I think they should be thinking about guys that they would be willing to commit to beyond this season because 
they're they're fighting so uphill for this year, regardless of what happens. And this team has had so little continuity over the last few years. And assuming they plan on keeping Rui Hachimura, they're not going to have huge cap space to be a player anyway. I feel like they should be looking to just try to add some pieces now, see what they can do for this season, and then really just try to actually hit the ground running next year. Would that potentially include the two uh, assets at the top of that list, those those future Laker picks that the last time we talked early in the season, you were going, can't, can't do that, cannot give up those picks because you're just not going to get someone who's going to make you that much better in the short run. There is nobody that the Lakers have been connected to other than Heald and Turner that I think have been worth giving up both of those picks. Like uh, Bobby Marks from ESPN, for example, was throwing around a bunch of just trade scenarios. And to be clear, this is nothing he's reporting, just ideas that he had. And one of them was the Lakers trading Russ, the two firsts, fully unprotected, Patrick Beverly and Max Christie for Zach Levine, Lonzo Ball, and I believe Javante Green. Due respect to Bobby Marks, who's a very smart guy, that is an awful idea. <laughs> that is an absolutely terrible idea. So the point being, like, if the, the Lakers just need to make sure that they are doing this smartly because they only have one opportunity to use these picks that they fully control right now once stay up to date all year on the los angeles lakers by subscribing to locked on sports today and locked on lakers on youtube or wherever you get podcasts thanks for making locked on sports today your first listen coming up has duke unc lost some of the juice in the rivalry before we answer that a bengal star is caught up in a mess. This year, the only app you need at Super Bowl parties is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports book betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now and you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown, who will score the first touchdown. Or maybe tonight's point spread for the Suns and Celtics. FanDuel has the Celtics favored by 9.5 at home. And you can do all this on the FanDuel Sportsbook app that is safe secure, and super easy to use. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. A warrant has been issued for the arrest of Cincinnati Bengals running back Joe Mixon on a complaint of misdemeanor aggravated menacing, according to court records. The complaint was filed Thursday in Ohio's Hamilton County. The Bengals said they are aware of the charges against Mixon. The club is investigating the situation and will not comment further at this time, a team spokesperson said in a statement on Thursday. According to the warrant, Mixon allegedly pointed a gun at an individual on January 21st and said the person should be popped in the face. Mixon, unfortunately, has a history as he was arrested for misdemeanor assault when he punched a woman while attending Oklahoma 
in 2014. Las Vegas Raiders quarterback Derek Carr said he has no intention of extending the February 15th trigger date on his contract to give the team additional time to resolve his contract situation. Speaking during the Pro Bowl game skills competition, Carr said he will not agree to amend the date by which more than $40 million in guarantees kick in, increasing the likelihood he'll be released by the team. Carr maintained that he and his representatives would still like to be authorized to speak to potential trade partners, but the Raiders have not yet granted that permission. Carr has a no trade clause in his contract and said he would use it if he deemed it necessary. In the association, the Chicago Bulls got a much-needed win over the Charlotte Hornets. Ayodosumu leads the Chicago Bulls in scoring, and the Bulls get over 41 points off the bench in a win over the Charlotte Hornets. My name's Hayes. I'm one of the hosts of Locked On Bulls right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And the Chicago Bulls get a much-needed win to start off the month of February, hopefully on the right foot. This is a game in which the Chicago Bulls' big three didn't necessarily have the output that we're used to seeing from them, but the Bulls were still able to get the win with a balanced bench scoring, a punch provided by Kobe White off the bench, and Andre Drummond combining for 32 points off the bench alone. Ayabasumu leads the way going 9 of 10 for shooting and with 22 points in this game in a game in which the Bulls needed role players to step up a time in which we've been needing and looking for this team to really step up and perform against a young scrappy team that was out to get the win the Bulls got their revenge tonight against Charlotte and have their eyes set on finally solidifying their playoff run you can follow me and my co-host Pat over on Locked On Bulls the Dallas Mavericks snatched victory from the jaws of defeat against the New Orleans Pelicans, but Luka Doncic exits with an injury. The Dallas Mavericks somehow pull out a win. Luka Doncic exits the game with a heel contusion. Nick Angsa from the Lockdown Mavericks podcast here. And the Dallas Mavericks built up a 31-point lead. They scored 40 points in the first quarter. Looked like everything was going well for them. The Pelicans had a really weird day where they weren't able to fly into Dallas because of the ice and the storms that happened here. So they had to fly in today in order to play this game. They looked really lethargic early on. Looked like the Mavericks were going to cruise to a victory. Third quarter, Luka Doncic falls at the rim. He's grabbing his ankle. He's getting up. He then stays on the bench. He enters the game back in, and then a minute later they take him out. He ends up not coming back into the game for the rest of this. Mavericks were up by 27 when Luka Doncic exited the game. The Pelicans cut the lead to three with six seconds left in the game. The Mavericks ended up getting the win. Josh Green was massive in this game. 15 points, two steals, and made some really big plays down the stretch. Dallas Mavericks need to figure out what's going on with their offense if Luka's going to miss any time at all. they got to do something else. And in the WNBA, the New York Liberty's effort to build a super team just keeps getting more super. Star point guard Courtney Vandersloot will sign with the New York Liberty. She announced Thursday the Liberty, the only still active original franchise yet to win a title in the WNBA, made the biggest splash in free agency by recruiting Vandersloot, signing Brianna Stewart, and trading for John Cole Jones. Stewart and Jones won league MVP awards in 2018 and 2021, respectively, and are considered top three players in the world. Vandersloot, a four-time All-Star and five-time All-WNBA selection, is widely regarded as one of the best point guards in league history. After becoming the first WNBA player to average double-digit assists in a season in 2020, she guided the Chicago Sky to a franchise-first championship in 2021. Here is another story you need to know. For the first time 
in a hundred years, numbers approximate, North Carolina <laughs> and Duke will play a rivalry game without Coach K, Mike Shashevsky, not going to be a part of the festivities at Cameron Indoor, at least not on the sidelines. When the 15 and seven North Carolina Tar Heels take on the 16 and six Duke Blue Devils and that's a lot of losses here in early February. Not what we're used to from these two teams. Neither of them ranked. Isaac Shade from Locked On Tar Heels joins me now. And and Isaac, uh, Luster's kind of off this game. How how much are you worried about this rivalry without Coach K? I know this is just one. This is just the first one. I don't know. Not exactly confidence-inspiring. Yeah, I mean, that that's true, Peter. I... I, I'm not worried about the rivalry. I think Coach Shire is going to be extremely successful at Duke. I think Coach Davis, as we've already seen from year one, is right. going to be extremely successful at North Carolina, albeit not necessarily a great regular season either of these first two years for Hubert Davis. I mean, clearly, nationally, the luster is still on it. There are six games on Saturday between ranked opponents, meaning just shy of half of the top 25. And yet, where is college game day on Saturday, Peter? It's in Durham, yeah. North Carolina, because even still, people believe this is the greatest rivalry in all of college sports. It's not even the best game in the ACC. That would be Clemson-Miami. That's the funny thing. That, and, that's and absolutely yet, right. Here, here they are. And so, you know, you mentioned the, the coaches there. And, and this is a rivalry that has, over the years, been driven by the coaches. And the dynamic can change because of those coaches, because they drive it. Like, the Syracuse-Georgetown rivalry has changed for those same reasons. How do you think it will have to evolve here to make it a, a continue to be a compelling product? Well, it's going. Part, that's part of what made it so special is that for a lot of people, Coach K is was such a polarizing figure. Right, y you love him or you hate him. There, there just is no in between. Meanwhile, you got Roy Williams over there, ah, shucks in it half the time. <laughs> and uh, Dean Smith being the elder statesman that he was. And you, you kind of have a different vibe now because both Hubert Davis and John Shire are widely regarded as two just congenial men, you know? And so I, I think there's going to have to be something new to paint a, a similar captivating picture for this rivalry because there's not the guy at the top of the Duke pyramid that people look at now and it's like, uh, it's, it's John Shire's a, a just kind of nice guy. Right. And so what drives that? Um, does it continue to be how good both these programs are? For example, you talked about neither of them being ranked. This is the third time in the last three years that they've met with both of them not being ranked prior to that. Peter, you ready for this? The last time that happened, February 27th of 1960. No way. I'm deadly serious. What I'm hearing from you, Isaac, is that that instead of John Shire, the former Duke player that Duke should have hired as J.J. Redick. Yes. Oh, that that immediately puts the or like Christian Leitner or something right. like that. Right. Like uh, like, can you imagine if Grayson Allen's the guy on the sideline? People <laughs> are losing their minds with this. But that's just not what it is. And so who becomes kind of that that linchpin that that drives this thing and in an era where we have the transfer portal and players moving around it's not you know there's there's not uh the rivalries between the players because it, it's so much more now about the names on the front than on the back stay up to date all year on the north carolina tar heels by subscribing to locked on sports today and locked on tar heels on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts you can also keep up with everything going on in college basketball with locked on college basketball 
you guessed it, everywhere you get podcasts. Coming up, if the Chiefs do this one thing, they will be a dynasty. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they just win. They're one win away from yet another Super Bowl ring. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson discussed their status as a dynasty on the latest Peacock and Williamson. The word dynasty isn't, you know, defined. You know, if you win X amount next year, you're a dynasty. I've been asked, are the Chiefs a dynasty? And I'm leaning towards yes, especially if they win next sad Sunday. I mean, yeah. multiple it, multiple titles is key in a in a yeah. you know in a in a short amount of time, and you could project out. I kind of look at it as a, a decade or, or a ten year period. You know, mm-hmm. if you're winning multiple titles in a ten year period, and you're always in the playoffs. Um, you know, that's a, that's, that's a dynastic run. Me too. I mean, five straight championship appearances to me is pretty darn close to a dynasty. As long as you mix in a Super Bowl or two, like I won't say the bills go into the Super Bowl four years in a row as a dynasty though. Cause you got to at least win one or two in that stretch. I mean, oh, you yeah. gotta have some rings, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think this is a dynasty. Rings. Yeah. The, yeah. If, if I would say criteria for dynasty, number one, multiple rings. Okay. So if they don't win Sunday, we can't You'll yet say dynasty. dynasty, but yeah. they might be back next year. You know, right. you know I mean, they're not going away. You know. yeah. All Patrick Mahomes knows is going to the conference title game. Since 2018, they've been to every single AFC championship game. If not for a D Ford offsides penalty, they could have an extra Super Bowl title. This has been Patriots-like, but maybe even more impressive than any five-year stretch the Patriots had because you go back to the early 2000s. They didn't have to contend with Joe Burrow-level teams, Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence even. It was Peyton Manning and a traveling cast of characters in the AFC, even the NFC. It just wasn't the same as the league is now. The talent wasn't the same. The teams weren't the same. They weren't as good. And so what we're seeing now from the Kansas City Chiefs, appreciate it. Understand that this level of greatness has not been sustained very many times, if frankly ever, in the modern era like this, especially if they win the Super Bowl. And here's the best part. They're not done. There's no reason to think they're not going to just continue to do this to just go to the AFC Championship game every year because guess what? That's what Andy Reid does. All he does is go to conference championship games. And in Philadelphia, coincidentally, the team he is playing in the Super Bowl next week. They did not win as many of those NFC Championship games, but they went seemingly every year at one point. Now he has Patrick Mahomes. No disrespect to Donovan McNabb, Brian Westbrook, or any of those players in Philadelphia. This is different. And this dynasty, which if they win, it will absolutely be, could only get bigger. And finally, new Houston Texans head coach D'Amico Ryans isn't wasting any time creating rivals. When asked about the Denver Broncos' interest in hiring him before he ultimately went to Houston, Ryan said, it wasn't a difficult decision to come to H-Town. It was very easy. Interestingly enough, the Broncos are listed as an opponent for the Texans, though it will be in Houston. Still, it seems as though he'd rather build up the team that drafted him instead of dealing with 
Mr. Unlimited. Can't say I blame him. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up Monday, what can we expect from the Super Bowl? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.